2: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Jumping Bomb Audio, the number one show all about the world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. And we are back with our first show of 2024. My name is Taylor, and I am joined, as always, by my good friend and co host Kelly. Kelly, Happy New Year!
1: Happy New Year, New Year, New Pod.
2: New Year. Well, New year, new, I guess this is a new episode of the pod. (laughs) Uh, New year, similar pod. Uh, But we have a lot to cover from this new year period in Joshi. We'll be talking some Tokyo Joshi. We'll be talking some Stardom and much more. Seedling, Oz, uh, Ice Ribbon, and much more. We will have our first ever update on... The Joshi Fantasy League standings. We'll get that first update. And then we'll preview a number of upcoming shows. So let's dive right into it. We're going to kick the show off talking the January 4th Tokyo Joshi Pro Itinyon and Hall show in front of 1,235 fans. Kelly, What were your thoughts on this show overall?
1: Uh, I thought it was great. Uh, My favorite show of January 4th, I believe.
2: Uh, Yeah, (laughs) I think I would. I think I'd agree with that. Um, It didn't have my favorite match of January 4th, but I think it was the best show of January 4th. Yes, I would agree with that as well. I'll say that. Good show. uh, Good number of fans in the building. Uh, I checked last year. I think last year they were at 1,100. So uh, packing some more fans in there. The fans were great all night. So a very
1: good show. Yeah, really good crowd all throughout the night, I thought. Or morning, as it was. (laughs) The first
2: match of the show, the opening match, was a six-person tag team match. The trio of Yuki Kamafuku mihiro kiryu and toga defeating juri Nagano, kaya Toribami, and Moka miyamoto and of course people know kelly there's only one place that we can start to talk about this show and this match yep and that is with new gear mocha
1: (laughs) yeah i so as i was coming home from work, this show was starting. So I like just got in the door and I see a message from Taylor and all it says is like Mocha new gear.
2: <laughs> uh, very exciting. You know, still, we're still in the same ballpark. Mm-hmm. Um, still in the same ballpark. There are still aspects of it that I think are, you know, not my favorite, but it is an improvement, a marked improvement <laughs> over Uh, previous, I think this is now sort of like V3
1: of this look. Yeah, I think so. It looks like it makes, it's starting to make more sense now. Like, it just, it's starting to look like actual wrestling gear.
2: Yeah, and I think people have mistook our sort of fascination or obsession with this gear as if like, we want everyone to look the same. I don't need them all to look the same. I would just say that Mocha's a rich certainly the v1 which was i think the most um sort of out there gear yeah i just want some like in like it looked impractical it didn't really like look great moving around the ring and it's also one of those things where especially now as mocha sort of leans more into the Sort of karate aspect, you know, she's teaming with Juria a lot. I'm sure that they'll team together for the Max Heart tournament coming up. It just to me is a thing where, you know, every wrestler has, you know, when you're introducing yourself to new people who have never seen you, you've got that initial moment. You've got your music, you've got, I guess, your name. And your gear, those are the first three things that the people see of you, you know. And I think Mocha, you sort of look at this person who comes out in this um, skirt and this sort of uh, top blouse, whatever you want to call it. And it just sort of has always felt like, who is this person? It's <laughs> she just got like... dressed
1: in the dark. <laughs>
2: not even that not even that it's like unattractive it just looks like it's like oh what's her character her character is she's a girl and it's like okay
1: her character is she has too much fabric and she had to use all of it
2: so i think it is an improvement i especially liked the the top half of the um outfit i like the sleeves i like sort of that update to it i'm still not exactly crazy about you know the blue skirt and now we have sort of the black bicycle shorts which were under the skirt and now are sort of a featured part of that yeah the skirt is like
1: almost like a skirt cape now
2: but it's like shouldn't the it almost would make more sense if sort of the shorts were also blue Yes, 100%. (laughs)
1: They should be the same color.
2: Like the fact that they're black makes it look like, oh, like when, when she was wearing the full skirt, it was sort of like, oh, those are the things when the skirt, you know, flips up or when she's getting pinned or something. It's like, okay, that's sort of under. And so they don't match, but that makes sense. Now the shorts are like part of the outfit. So I feel like like they should be the same color.
1: She was walking through the park and saw a cold dog and was like, here, I'll make you a blanket and just ripped off the front of her skirt and put it on it.
2: So um, uh, we're certainly getting there. We're heading in the right direction because there was a moment, I think, at the end of last year where there were a number of big shows where Mocha did not update the outfit. Yep. And I thought, oh no, this is like the final version (laughs) um but it's not because we now have v3 um which is good um i would say we also spent so much time talking about the gear in this match because really i don't have much else to say about the match itself i thought everyone looked fine and not much else stood out
1: yeah no i like i said i was walking through the door as this match was on so i missed like the first half and i wasn't bothered enough to go back and finish it. (laughs)
2: Um, I, I will say the one other note that I had that I wrote down, and I think we've probably talked about this before, but I think it's good for Mocha and Juria to stick together as a team. Yes. Because sort of as a team, they hide, they do a fairly good job in hiding each other's weaknesses that they have, you know. Mm-hmm. Juria still has this thing where I like Juria. I sort of like the law. Lo- I like the idea of the whole thing. You know, I like this sort of like, I'm a karate expert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sort of thing. It's still missing a lot between the lines, I guess. Like,
1: the way I would explain it is that Juria still feels like she's trying to be a wrestler rather than being a wrestler, if you know what I mean.
2: It feels to me a lot like if you made a drawing or a painting, you had a canvas and you painted something directly in the middle of the canvas and left everything else on the edges just white.
0: Yeah. Like and you're, at and it you're and
2: working like, your way out. <laughs> you'd be like, aren't you going to do something in like these, like all this white space you have, like, or are you just going to leave it like that? Like, it feels like, okay, she's got these cool, you know, movements. And she's like, doo, 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 and then she does the kick and it's like, oh, that's cool. But then there's moments when it's like, okay, we have to get from point A to point B and there's really not a lot happening.
1: Yeah. And almost like, She's started almost to simplify her act, I guess, because initially when she was coming out, she was like, look, I am also a nurse and I do all this other stuff, too. And it's like, okay, let's let's calm that down. Let's just be karate girl. And it's like, okay, that's what I do now. She's no longer wearing the nurse outfit. So it's like, all right, we need to kind of simplify and then build out from what we what we find there.
2: So that was the first match of the show. The second match was another six-person tag team match. The trio of Palm Harajuku Raku and stepping in uh, in emergency duty due to some card changes, Ram Kaichou defeated Haru Karashiro, Himawari, and Runa Okuba in six minutes and... 43 seconds 2024 the year of raku raku getting the pin yep. <laughs> in this match um raku is a st- wife guy <laughs> uh powered by the powered by uh having a wife yeah my uh, other note another match i didn't have that much to say uh, you know, only six minutes. Good luck to Runa on her exams. She will be leaving and I believe coming back, um, in a few months after her exams end. I said, Come back fast because I think Runa is gonna be good.
1: Yeah, but you know what? I'm really glad, like, that's that's such a responsible thing to do. I love that. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad she's gonna do that and not try and split her focus on both.
2: Well, and also, you know. It's not like, oh, God, we're missing, you know, three months, however many exact time it will be, because it's like, oh, she is a child. (laughs)
0: Like,
2: (laughs) it isn't like, oh, my God, she's going to come back and then she's going to be old and, you know, she won't be able to wrestle anymore. It's like (laughs) she's got plenty of time, you know, focus on the important things in life. Yep. And, you know, I think she's even ahead of if you would have told me however many months ago that was that she debuted, if you were like, hey, she's going to leave in January for a couple of months to do these exams, what do you think she'll be able to do? Like, I'm not sure if I would have predicted half of the sort of skill that she has, because I thought she's been very – she's sort of picked it up quicker than I would have guessed.
1: Yeah. You know, I have Anything? to wonder if um... – do you think Ram is starting to be a bad influence on Raku? Uh,
2: I mean, how how could it not
1: be? I know. And then it seems like Palm is getting sucked in there too.
2: Although Palm, uh, two days later, was very much back to, uh, Palm.
1: Good. Good.
2: Shit. So. Good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I think Palm's I think Palm is in her own world at all times. So I don't know, like someone who's so out there that they can't be influenced by others. (laughs) The next match was a special singles match. Mizuki defeating now Kakuda in eight minutes and 48 seconds. Kelly, what'd you think?
1: This rocked. Uh, I really liked that now kind of worked, uh, meaner more hard-hitting style like you know she was pissed she had to drop her tag titles so she's gonna take it out on Mizuki and I love that I hope she keeps that going uh the double stomp on the back of the head that Mizuki did looked insane and you know it's it sucked that Hikari couldn't make the show and that free wi-fi had to drop the belts but this helped make up for it a little bit I went three and three quarters on it I thought this was great
2: Yeah, I was close to you. I went three and a half. Uh, I thought it was great. I thought it started off really hot with sort of a good back and forth, uh, super fun match. I thought it was really good. Obviously, Mizuki winning, but I thought now it made her look really good. Yes. Um, I thought she came out of it looking better, even though she'd lost, which I think was important, especially if, you know... We don't know when, you know, what the situation is with Akari, when, if she'll be back, whatever it is, you know, and if this is going to be a thing where it's like, okay, we're going to move her to singles uh, and really try something, you know, I think this was good. You're facing a former champion, someone who had a, you know, really good 2023 and looked really good. I thought they both, obviously, Mizuki. Super talented look very good, but I thought overall it was a really good, you know, sort of taking a negative and turning it into a positive that, you know, they both came out looking better.
1: Yeah. You know, this just hit me right now. If the, if Hikari is out for a super extended period of time, we don't, we don't know what that, how much it'll be, but now and Mizuki are both out tag partners. They'd be a cool team.
2: Maybe. We'll see. And, you know, we've got Max Hart coming up, so I'm sure that, you know, we've got some teams that would have usually been in it that aren't going to be in it. So there's probably going to be some um, space for people. The next match was the New Year make your dreams come true daruma match where shoko nakajima defeated hyper masao in 14 minutes and seven seconds my favorite part of the pre-match was on english commentary mr haku explaining the gimmick for like five minutes and then ending the explanation with other than that there's no other stipulations (laughs) it was like other than that nothing else i'm like oh okay just that there's a thing hanging over the ring you have to bring it down you have to draw an eye on it and then you know if you have a good year you draw the other you know this whole long um thing also the big moment of the match pre-match i guess i should say the dramatic dream mobile is back
1: and it's better than ever
2: better than ever can turn into a dragon um Partway through the match, uh, you know, they've done this however many years they've done it now. They've done it every January 4th. If you like it, you like this one. If you don't like it, you won't like this one. Uh, have to give respect to uh, Hyper how going down the stairs on the bike.
1: That was so scary.
2: Which, especially the beginning when she made a hard right, and I thought, mm-hmm. oh... This is not going to happen. Very similar to um, Mayu Iwatani going down the stairs. Uh, Sort of very similar energy uh, flipping backwards down the stairs. My other favorite sort of general thing of this is all the workers at Corican Hall did not (laughs) care. (laughs) No. Not a single one. They were all over the place. They came in the in the lobby. There was a woman sitting there. She didn't care. Masao went through the chairs at pretty high speed. The people at the fried chicken stand didn't react, uh, just went about their business, whatever they were doing, uh, which was very funny. But
1: imagine the things they've seen, <laughs> you know.
2: But wouldn't you at least, turn, you know, if you're like, oh, you know, you're doing something behind the counter and all of a sudden you hear the sound of like 15 chairs collapsing <laughs> when you at least look up and be like, Oh, what's that? Oh, okay. It's that. You would they think. didn't even look. No, they didn't they even didn't look. look they were all. like, Nope, we don't care about this. <laughs> um, But yeah, a great match, a, a classic, um, I think in terms of stipula, I think they did a lot, which I thought was really fun. I think in terms of stipulation, it wasn't my favorite stipulation per se. No, I th- I um, felt like
1: the ending was kind of anticlimactic
2: because the w- the one where they had the um, the gotcha, um, yes. things. I think that's my favorite one because it really had you know they'd open it and it sort of would add a layer of chaos to the proceedings. This one felt like oh, okay, here's the gimmick but we're just going to do a bunch of other shit that's unrelated. That's fun.
1: It was extremely straightforward, which was surprising.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah. And it was like, okay, you draw the thing in and then it's over. And it's like, okay. Uh, Yeah. Featuring the shortest, I think the shortest ladder um, that will probably be used in a ladder match in 2024. Yeah. It was like three rungs. (laughs) Um, You know,
1: I've come to... discover that now i look forward more to this yearly nonsense match more than i do the great space war which is saying a lot because i used to love the great space war but that's just all kind of i don't know the past couple of years haven't delivered while shoko and misao always do
2: well the great space war is a 2023 event that always bleeds into like 2024 yeah which is always weird to me because I am of the opinion, at least in my, not of the opinion, but sort of my brain, the minute 2020, whatever the year is, 2023 this year, the minute it ends, I'm like, I don't want to watch any wrestling from 2023. (laughs) (laughs) Don't want to watch a single second. Even if they're like, okay, this show happened on the 31st, um, you know, at four o'clock. I'm like, I'm not interested. I've moved on. Life (laughs) has moved on. So that's another one where I'm like, I really liked the great space war I have in the past, but you know, some years I'm like, Nope, it's too late. I've moved on. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I had a playlist on YouTube of just stuff I saved for, I have a current wrestling playlist and every year, then I clear it out. And I went from like 72 videos down to five from last year that I want to watch. Like everything else. I just like nap deleted without watching gone forever it's too too late you didn't make it i didn't didn't take the time uh one thing i noticed in this match was that uh shoko has some new kaiju toys in her pile i noticed there was a, a Niranga from shin ultraman so she's been getting some new stuff to add to her pile of things to hurt people with
2: and one of the some kaiju um twitter account Picked the matchup, not wrestling related, yeah. but picked it up. The the, the shot of um, Shoko right before Hyper came through with the bike, like showing the toy off <laughs> and like that gif. And people were like, oh, are, you know, so fantastic!" it made it outside of the world of wrestling. Very, very minorly.
1: Yep. Yeah, I went four and a quarter on this. I loved it, (laughs) even with the ending that I thought was kind of anticlimactic.
2: Yeah, always hard to rate sort of comedy matches. I went four stars, but just as like a match where I'm like, yeah, I had a lot of fun. Uh, You know, it's always very hard for me to sort of rank comedy to be like, oh, this was like, you know, whatever. But four stars. I very much enjoyed it. Mm hmm the next match kelly we have more uh another fashion corner match here as riho defeated shino shino suzuki in five minutes and 33 seconds the thing we have to start with as you just heard shino suzuki no longer wearing the shino knee pads
1: she no longer know
2: it was even brought up on commentary that the knee pads were different. Maybe she'll bring the knee pads back. I hope she brings the knee pads back. And also on the other side, some interesting Riho gear.
1: Riho's gear looked really cool. I thought dark. Reho. She, yeah. Dark Riho. Cause she dyed her hair too.
2: Uh, this match, a match that I really enjoyed. I thought it was fun. Obviously, just barely over five minutes. The ending of Riho just obliterating Shino with the 619 and then like ripping her leg off was great. Um, Like a shoot kick in the face and then trying to bend someone in half. I thought Shino looked really good here. Um, She's sort of in in an interesting position because she hasn't sort of gotten the spotlight sort of things as much as you know wakana has toga has looked really good with you know the big forearm strike um but she looked really good here and i hope riho can come back more because i think she could be another sort of like rio mizunami type um big show person
1: yeah it's really wild how much of a just grumpy veteran riho is already and she's still so young (laughs) like she was she was grumpier and more of an ass kicker in this match than aja kong was in the next
2: and a rare match where riho is the same size as her opponent
1: yeah which
2: um after seeing her uh, very recently on the world's end pay-per-view where she looked small with tony storm it's like oh that's weird (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just to see like a weird size. I had another weird um, size thing later, but with uh stardom, which we'll talk about, but um, yeah. So Riho come back. I mean, Riho really come back and also wrestle more than like four times a year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just come that back anywhere at this point. Really? <laughs> that would be my ask. Uh,
2: Cause she always wrestles. I'm like, mm, she's so good. And then she disappears for like four
1: months. Yeah what does she do? Like, what do you think she does? Like, does she, I
2: I think she sits at home and <laughs> she admires the checks that she receives from Tony Khan.
1: <laughs> you know, yeah, I'd probably do the same thing. Given the chance. She thinks,
2: wow, look at all this money I'm getting. And I'm only wrestled one match in AEW in the past four months.
1: I'm going to buy so much <laughs> denim.
2: Then <laughs> she's like, Oh, okay. I'll go wrestle. Uh, you know, some I'll go wrestle in Tokyo Joshi.
1: Do you think she was the one that talked Yuka into just being like, yo, you can just like not do anything and get paid for it. You can just like come over
2: here and now there's no dark. So you don't even have to wrestle on dark and you can just like show up like once every six months and be more over than like 75% of the rest of the women's roster.
1: Yeah. You might have to talk to RJ city, but like if you don't really want to, you don't have to.
2: Yeah. Um anyway. The next match was another singles match, a classic Aja Kong uh rookie match. Aja Kong defeating Wakana Uihara in six minutes and fifty-seven seconds. Kelly, I'm interested to know what you thought of this match.
1: I thought this was great. Uh Wakana put up such a great fight here and got in way more offense than I would have expected. Like Kong gave her a lot in between beating the dog shit out of her. So like the great showing for Wakana. I went four stars on this. I, I loved it. I thought they did a great job. Of course, Aja picks up the win, but like Wakana came out of this looking great. Um,
2: I also went four stars. I thought this rocked. I was shocked how much offense Wakana got, um, so much so that I thought, is she actually like? It, while the match was happening, I was thinking, like, is Aja Kong retiring this year? And so the thing she's doing now is she's like, sure, I'll lose a match. Yeah, like, like I was kind of thinking about match. that
1: too, because she had
2: her in the um, in the uh, choke or the sleeper, uh, and it was clo- It was like, oh, what's happening? Yeah. What's <laughs> happening? And I was like, and that, and at that point, it had been like five minutes of pretty sustained like walking offense and i was like whoa this is pretty wild to see of course ended the way uh all of these matches do but i i thought it was really exciting one of those matches where this is going to sound like a, an insult but i mean it as a compliment it felt longer than seven minutes like it felt like yes. walking got in more offense than that <laughs>
1: they definitely packed a lot into this match
2: like and it felt like whoa she's doing a lot she's getting a lot on asha kong then i I mean really asha kong got the suplex at the end other than that there wasn't a ton of stuff for her like
1: yeah i think there she got like a she got a back fist in there i think right
2: yeah, but it was like a backfit. Like usually, it's like okay, the rookie gets two minutes of, you know, they do the forearms, and Aja stands there like okay, and then she just kills them for like four minutes. This was lo- this was like reverse, where, you know, Wakana got in. If you th- if you think of like what percentage of the time was each person on offense in seven minutes? Like to me, it was like. Five and two in Wakana's favor.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would where, agree with that. Where,
2: where usually it's like two and five um, for the rookie. Like Aja gets five and just kills them. Um, so, yeah, a fascinating match. A match that ho- I'm hoping proves in my mind that I think Wakana is the star of
1: this group. I would agree. Yeah.
2: I think she looks like a star. She acts like a star. She sort of has the whole thing. Like, she feels like a whole package. She has, you know, uh, gear that looks really good that sort of fits her style. And now she's getting, you know, she won the rookie tournament. And now she's getting this. And I'm like, this feels like someone who's going places. Mm Mm-hmm. The next match was a GCW offer match. No, it wasn't really, but (laughs) you could say it It kind of (laughs) was. In a way, it was. Uh, Where Rina Yamashita defeated Maki Ito in 16 minutes and 43 seconds. Kelly, Tokyo Joshi is a blood promotion.
1: It sure is. We got juice. I was not expecting it, but here we go.
2: I think I said it to you, or I said it somewhere, maybe, I don't remember, but, you know, if Hikari was not out at this time, Mm -hmm. it's highly likely in the first week of 2024, Tokyo Joshi would have had two shows with blood.
1: Yep. Yeah, because she was going to have the death match against Masha.
2: Yes, on the 6th. Yeah. So I'm like in the first week there would have been more shows with blood on them than like the rest of Joshi in 2023. <laughs> you know, which is wild to think about and I don't know, you know, I know some people don't like it. I really like it. I thought this match was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um I think the biggest thing is and you get this certainly in um, GCW itself, Rita works really hard. She worked really hard here. She's always been really good. Mm-hmm. And I'm very happy to see, she's she's one of those people where she feels a lot to me like this grouping of Joshi wrestlers where you know if they get an opportunity, they will do well. And, like, you want them to do well. Like, Miyuki Takase would be really good. Like, um, you know, Arisa Nakajima. Like, if these people are put in a spot, that's always a thing where we're like, okay, they work the indies, they work hard. But sometimes on the, you know, Joshi indies, it's sort of like, okay, you come here, you do the show, people have seen you a bunch of times, whatever, whatever. Put in a new spot and, like, Impress. And she's impressed in GCW. She looked really good here. I thought the match was really good. I went four stars.
1: Yeah, and this... Rena really backs up a theory that I've had that deathmatch wrestlers are also secretly the best comedy wrestlers. Because she was fucking hilarious here. The bit where she paid off Matsui with randomly just hundreds of dollars in American money was so funny. Like, I loved that it wasn't even yen. It was just American hundreds, because why not?
2: (laughs) Well, the yen is very weak right now. Yeah. That's that's why.
1: It made Um, it even a more enticing deal.
2: Yeah, so, um, yeah, it was. There was, actually, it's funny, a couple months ago, I was like, oh, these big shows, these Tokyo Joshi big shows have gotten pretty serious. This one was, I felt like the most comedy-based Tokyo Joshi Big Show in a in a while. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of comedy on here. Where in previous some of the previous big shows, it's been like, here's one comedy match, and the rest of this is going to be dead serious.
1: Yeah, but you know, they did. It's more. I don't want to say the undercard, but it's not in like the top of the card, which is oh no
2: no no. Fine. And I'm not that isn't a critique. That's yeah. in no way a critique. It was just sort of an interesting thing where I'm like, oh, this is sort of more. Of You think of like Tokyo Joshi of two or three, you know, years ago, this is sort of the flow of the card where there is much more comedy. And I think because it's sort of this, you know, classic annual tradition, you have obviously the big Hyper and Shoko match that you can sort of go back to that and do more comedy because the people are going who, you know, are going to appreciate it.
1: Mm hmm. But and adding to what you said when we started this is absolutely a GCW offer match <laughs> but like in a good way.
2: Um it did come out after the match that Maki Ito is injured. Uh, I believe the she had numbness in her arm. She went to the doctor and she's going to rest so we hope that she gets better yeah. soon.
1: I and uh, I'm I'm no doctor but I would wager the a lot of her back and forth travel probably compounded any issue she had. So it's probably good to take some time off.
2: Yeah. The next match was our first title match of the evening and our first new champion as Yuki Arai defeated Max the Impaler in 10 minutes and 19 seconds to win the international princess title Uh. I just want to say, first off, about this match, Max has been really good in Tokyo Joshi. Yes. It's one of those things I have I have started to see as we've sort of, you know, Tokyo Joshi has booted up again in that way of the sort of Gaijin title challenger. You know, we had Regina, we had Billy Starks, we've had Trisha Dora, sort of... The idea of people are like, oh, well, we don't love this. You know, We don't love these random people coming in. They're here for like two or three shows. They get a title match. They lose and they leave. Look, if every five people that come in are at the level of Max or at the level of Masha, who we'll talk about in a second, like that's fine with me because Max has been so good. uh, I think Masha was really good on this trip and is clearly, you know, was in the combat princess show I'm imagining will be on the Tokyo Joshi shows at WrestleMania weekend, which they just announced the Tokyo Joshi and also the Tokyo Joshi versus GCW show, which uh, I have my own thoughts about. I cannot (laughs) wait
1: until we cover that show.
2: Uh, Just a thing that I uh yeah uh we'll see our
1: our mania weekend preview episode is gonna be so good everybody
2: um but max has been so good they were great here just playing to their strengths not trying to sort of go out of the i mean again this sort of this sounds like a negative but to me it's a positive sort of like they are playing a killer and the everything they do in all of these matches has been towards that they're not doing these things where it's like oh actually they can uh you know do a big dive or they can do a you know big flip off the top rope like they're not they're just like i am a killer i'm going around and i'm going to kill everyone yep <laughs> um which i think was really good and i really enjoyed On the other side, the, you know, I think obviously Tokyo Joshi feels very strongly about Yuki Arai having Yuki Arai at the top of the card or near the top of the card in some manner. The biggest thing I have, this has really not changed, is that I think Yuki Arai in some ways has the same issue Juria has, which is the offense still feels lacking to me. I think there's a sense of like the ax kick finally never looks like it. It looks like it couldn't, you know, smush a piece of paper. (laughs) Like it's so light. And the fact that it's the end and it's like, okay, here we go. You know, if it looked like, me skull kick which sometimes she can throw and it looks like she's going to decapitate someone that is like yes that's it the finally looks like oop, and bop you on the head mm-hmm. and especially here where it was sort of the out of nowhere finish where she's getting beat up she's getting beat up and then all of a sudden she hits the finally now if that finally looks like a skull kick and it's like wham And then she gets a pin. It's like, yeah, she can hit it out of nowhere. That's not what it feels like. I understand why they're pushing her because of her SKE 48 connection. But she doesn't, to me, feel like she has the next level in these sort of bigger matches, big matches, title matches, whatever, that, you know, you see with Mizuki, you see with Miyu. You know, you see with these people that feel like, yes, they're ready to take the next step. Because when they get in these matches, they look like they're ready. Like, Yuki Arai still, to me, doesn't look like she's ready.
1: No, she's she's getting there. But yeah, she's not there yet. Uh, I will say, her winning here felt like a huge deal. Like, they really sold how high of a mountain it was to climb to take out max i thought they did a great job with that and so the 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 finish was shocking i did not expect her to win here so i thought i thought they did a really good job with that i ended up going 3 and 3 quarters on it and mostly because max beat the ever loving dog shit out of arai and <laughs> really just came off so well as this champion so i'm hoping arai has a good reign but it's going to be hard to follow up Max as just how good they are at being a monster.
2: The semi-main event of the show was a three-way match for the princess tag team, the vacant princess tag team titles. The team of Ryo Mizunami and Yuki Aino defeating Arisa Endo and Suzume and Miyu Watanabe and Rika Tatsumi in 13 minutes and 19 seconds to win the title. Kelly, how do you feel about the new tag team champions?
1: It's nice to see some passion injected into the princess tag title division. Uh, I am so happy to see this team win. You know, Like I mentioned earlier, it's sad to see free Wi-Fi having to relinquish the belts, but shit. This is a great uh, replacement team. Aeno uh, has been doing the best work of her career teaming with Mizunami and wrestling Mizunami. So I'm glad to see uh, both of them get this kind of recognition for what they've been doing lately. Uh, really glad to see Mizunami sticking around, doing more stuff now that she's a champion, especially. So just Awesome on that front and the match overall, really good. I thought it was nice and fast paced. And as always, Mew stood out, you know, just such a just great talent and so strong and does so much cool shit. So like even with all five other people, Miw definitely stood out to me here. A uh, great match. I went three and three quarters on it. What do you think?
2: Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. I also went three and three quarters. Uh, to me, a bit of a shocking ending. I thought that they might give it to Daisy Monkey. I guess once they lost, I was sort of like, okay, that makes sense. But very happy. I think Ryu Mizunami, as we talked about on this show, um, a really great addition to the, you know, big show roster in 2023. I thought she had some really great matches. Yuki Aeno had a major improvement in 2023 so happy to see them um win it i think it really opens up a lot it remains you know i think this was the case with free wi-fi but really the max heart tournament is going to be very interesting i don't know that there's you know as in some years past someone you say okay well you know there's these handful of established teams they're probably going to get at least somewhere there really aren't any established teams. I mean, there's Daisy Monkey, which is established, but in terms of established, like at the top level, you know, we have no Neo Bashiki Goon. We have no Magical Sugar Rabbits. You know, we're one to one million is not going to be in it. Yeah. There, it's ha- very like, wide Hakujumo
1: open. Is your one team that's like really established? I think.
2: Yeah, so it is very interesting, and it sort of leaves um, the whole thing very wide open. Um, As I said, I went three and three quarters. It was very chaotic. It felt a little um, slightly out of rhythm at times. Like, they were clearly going for that sort of, like, high-speed you know, one in, one out, here we go, here we go, here we go. It never really felt like it hit that moment of like, yeah, we're flowing, we're flowing, we're flowing. Still thought it was really good. But, you know, I sort of had flashbacks to that tag um, from last year with Mizunami and Aino, you know, where they just pouted each other to death and the match that I love. So that was sort of my expectation. So at the end, I was sort of like, okay, that didn't quite get to where I was thinking, but still a very... Good match. Mm -hmm. And the main event for the Princess of Princess title, Miyu Yamashita successfully defending against Masha Slamovich in 17 minutes and 20 seconds. Kelly, I go to you first.
1: This absolutely ruled. Uh, Just a killer match to close out the show. I think this is the best non-death match I've ever seen Masha in. I think. I'd have to look back at some stuff, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. Really great back and forth here. Just hard hitting throughout. I kind of thought that Masha was going to win for a minute. And Miu really had to kill her to get the win here. So just fantastic main event, just suspenseful. I loved it. I went four and a half.
2: I also went four and a half. I would just like to say a big fat W for me. Because if you go back to the very early episodes of this very podcast, you know, it was during COVID. Masha was in Japan. She got stuck in Japan with Marvelous. um, Did a lot of stuff. Looked really good. And I was on early man on the train for Masha Slamovich. I thought she would be really good. Um, Obviously got picked up by impact slash TNA. Um, But this is sort of the thing that I was always thinking, like if you give her the opportunity and you're in the right space and you have a good opponent, like this is what she is capable of delivering. And I was really happy to see this great match, hard hitting um, sort of felt very much like in a way, you know, Miu versus Miyu. in that there was a lot of sort of mirrored offense and I think it was it was a very good opponent for me, a very good opponent for Masha because they have very similar styles and I thought they really meshed here. And I thought it was great and sort of the perfect uh, cap to a show that really sends you out like, hey, this is a really good show. You know, I had a number of four or close to four star matches. You know, if this would have ended and it would have been like three stars, you would have been like, oh yeah, that was a fun show. But to end on this really... Top match, best match of the show, I think by far, um, really puts this high as a show itself and a great main event.
1: Mm-hmm. Like I don't think there is a single bit where this show dragged. I thought it was paced incredibly well.
2: Yeah, they really um, they moved they moved through it. I think and right. like you
1: could say again if you don't like the comedy stuff, then you'll be like, ugh. Through the you you'd be like oh the Shoko Nakajima Hyper Masao match drag and sure but overall I would say they just they went out there killed it had a great show overall and as of right now my show of the year
2: we'll see on January seventh you heard it here first <laughs> uh, so that was the January fourth Itagno. Tokyo Joshi Show. What what else has been going on in the world of Joshi? Well, Stardom has had a number of shows. Obviously, they ended last year with their Dream Queendom show. Uh, probably the well, the two biggest results: No winning the Wonder of Stardom title from Mirai, and Mika defeating Suzu Suzuki for the World of Stardom title. Uh, I really very much enjoyed the wonder of stardom title match, and also very happy uh, as we talked about on our year end show. I thought Sarah, you No know, had a great uh 2023 and so happy to see her um, get rewarded for that with a big title win on a, on a big show.
1: Yeah, no, that was super cool. Uh And I, I, I thought she had a great match with Mirai. I went four stars on that. Uh, the, I was kind of shocked to see Micah beat Suzu.
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I i mean, I certainly thought Suzu was winning it. Yeah. Um, but I like the idea of, I mean, I like Micah winning it. I don't know how long she's going to have it for um, based on some things that have come out uh, since this show. But. You know, I I I might have said this on the show, you know, I think it's interesting where if you don't do it with Micah now, are you ever going to do it? And yeah. you're sort of at this moment in time when you have to do something. I think with Suzu, she's still very young. You know, I think you have a moment with her to sort of establish her. Not only as a single, but in a you know a group or something like that. Whereas Micah, I think if Micah loses here, you're like, okay, that's she's never winning. <laughs>
1: yeah, because like, yeah, Suzu, a, I don't think she's even anywhere near her prime yet. I think she's her best years are still way ahead of her. Whereas Micah, so, she's probably yeah. in her prime now. And I will say during those two the two title matches when the the moments where they cut to Tom watching the match, I was just, "Boo, get out of here!"
2: He doesn't walk the road, folks. He doesn't go cry
1: somewhere else, nerd. <laughs> Jesus. Um,
2: on January third, Stardom had their Triangle Derby show along with the Rookie of Stardom 2023 tournament. Kelly, exciting stuff to finally, after however many years, have a number of good rookies yes. all together in stardom.
1: I So I took all, you know how I bought in early on all the Mariah May stock. So I sold all that off to some AEW marks, made a nice tidy sum. I put took a bunch of that money. I bought a bunch of Rana Yagami stock. I think she's going to be the big one of this uh this generation, this class.
2: That's interesting cuz we hadn't talked about this and I thought the same thing.
1: She's got like she has that intangible it, you know? She's just has a presence about her where it's like, "Oh, she's going to be great."
2: Um I will say I I I teased this before, but um Hanako looked humongous. Yes, <laughs> next to Saika. <laughs> like I was like she looks like a giant. Yeah. Um, you know, she is 5'11, but just not even height, just like look like a different, you know, it was like you are tiny and you know, I am humongous and <laughs> very big. Um it was just so funny to me. Um but I thought everyone looked good. I was happy to sort of see uh, Yuzuki get the win.
1: Yeah, that was um, cool.
2: At the end, because I thought it would be, I was like, okay, Hanako's going to win. A little bit weird to sort of stick her in this tournament when she's clearly had so much more in ring time. But I get that you're like, well, we have three people. We need to run a tournament. So uh, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you. Um. Also enjoyed the main event, the um, Artists of Stardom Mm -hmm. title match. Thought that was um, fun as well with uh, the God's Eye team winning the Artists of Stardom title. Um, And then I guess we should talk about the big news. Donna Del Mundo disbanding. Yeah. Um, Portending maybe doom for Julia... Now, she, her contract is through March, sometime in March, so she will be around for at least a couple more months. Um, Tekla also, I believe, announced that she was taking a break. Um, so some interesting things. I think maybe with the dissolution of Donna Del Mundo, maybe this is the moment to finally get that new unit together. Yeah. Because um, there are a lot of sort of high-up, um important people who seem to sort of be floating around, and it would be good to sort of rearrange some of this stuff and get people you know in groups.
1: This would have never happened if Paul hadn't listened to our show. <laughs> that was it. you know, He's and dead. I will say, Julia, like at this point she's she's leaving we know this now. Like, the 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 post-match for the Triangle Derby Finals really kind of nailed it home for me, where just how emotional everyone looked. Where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, she's gone. It really sucks that I feel like Julia never got her defining top of the card in Stardom Run. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and shit, maybe that's why she's leaving. You know, I... She should have had it by now. I think the last run, the title run she had should have been it, but had to lose to that fucking crying baby Tom. My
2: God, Jesus. (laughs) Um, Anyway, uh, Stardom also had a show, an 18 show on January 4th at Tokyo Dome city hall. Uh, that was highlighted by a another good uh, match. Mayu Iwatani retaining the IWGP women's title over Suri in the main event. So another good uh, main event in a week of them in, um, in stardom.
1: I think that was the best match of January 4th.
2: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, that was my favorite. i It was nuts. Like I loved it. They just threw, they went out there and threw bombs for like 20 minutes. It was awesome. I went four and a half.
2: Not my pick of best match of um, January 4th, but a very good match.
1: What was your pick?
2: Uh, My pick was um, Okada Danielson. Wow. Look, I'm biased because Brian Danielson is my favorite wrestler.
1: Picking dudes. Sorry. Wow. Taylor hates women. You heard it here first.
2: Really the reason, you know, you can sort of trace a long line back to me seeing Brian Danielson for the first time for the reason that I'm still a wrestling fan.
1: Yeah, understandable. Uh, I also went four and a half on that match. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, but one uh, January 4th, what do you
2: know? What are the odds? A lot of good matches on that date Um, as uh, sort of usual. What else has been going on? Seedling had a show on December 28th. Uh, Seri retained her Beyond the Sea title against Ayame Sasamura. It was also announced. Um, Kelly and I f- briefly felt like we had jinxed the whole thing. Riku Kaiju announced her retirement, which I believe has now been changed to an extended absence. Um Not sure what that means. Not sure if it means she'll come back to wrestling again, if she may work for the company in some other form. Not sure. Um, But a bummer.
1: Yeah, you're very good. Please don't leave us for too long.
2: Uh, Oz Academy had two shows, one on the 30th. Uh, Akino won the Pioneer title uh, from Itsuki Aoki in a match with Aoki and Ram Kaichou. Mio Momono won the number one contender match, and Jaguar Yokota and Mayumi Ozaki retained their tag titles against Team 200 Kilogram, Chihiro Hashimoto, and you. Uh, and then on January 7th, Akino and Mio Momono had a match, the title match. Reports from the building, it did air on um, Nico Nico pay-per-view so i haven't watched it yet but reports in the building are it is match of the year quality so i'm hoping to see that soon um maybe putting another mio singles match high up on my match of the year list tokyo joshi also had their eighth inspiration show on january 6th Uh, The main event was Miyu Watanabe winning the Princess of Princess number one contender battle royal, meaning she will face off against Miyu Yamashita in March at their big show Grand Princess. I am Uh, so
1: bummed now that I put my Japan trip on hold and I'm not going to be at that (laughs) show.
2: Well, it doesn't mean she's going to win the title. Doesn't mean she's going to win the title.
1: Because I'm not there, she's going to win. If I was there, she wouldn't (laughs) win. Sure,
2: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And in the semi-main, Masha Slamovich and Max the Impaler went to a double DQ uh, when they got chairs. Uh, The ref tried to stop them from using the chairs, and they both attacked the referee.
1: Um,
2: It was a super fun match. I went four stars. Really good. Uh, They sort of brawled out amongst the crowd a lot. Um, Really good action. Masha, after the show, in her sort of post-show, post-match comments, you know did mention you know sort of the this isn't over yet uh type of deal so possible we see it again maybe on uh one of the uh philadelphia shows could be uh, coming up for wrestlemania ice ribbon had their ribbon mania show on new year's eve Kiri and mifu Ishida defeated ancham and yuri to become the tag champions ibuki hoshi Retained the ice infinity title against Kahu Matsushita. Uh, on January 3rd, there was a dojo show uh, main evented by Ibuki Hoshi and Arisa Shinose. Uh, I watched the show, you know, not a show to go out of your way to see, but a good reminder in the main event of just how hard Ibuki Hoshi uh, hits people. <laughs> there were a couple of strikes where I was like, this is a dojo show. Like, Chill out, please. Uh, So, did
1: they? Did I see something about Ice Ribbon changing up their YouTube gimmick and now you get the big shows on there too?
2: No. So, I think what they launched is, and I haven't looked into that aspect of it yet. um, They have some service where the big shows are going to show up three months after. Okay. Um, It's going to be like a three month delay. But that will be the place because they're not posting those on YouTube, obviously, but it'll be like, if you want to see the big shows, we'll post them here in three months. And the sort of gimmick of the first one was you could get the um, Ribbon Mania show for a thousand yen if you signed Uh, up for the the thing. That one you could watch live, but it's still going to be like big shows are... A separate payment. You pay for them to see them live, or if you don't pay for them to see them live, you can pay and watch them on delay. I see. Essentially, um, I will also say ice ribbon, uh, ice ice ribbon related, um, but not in ring. Uh, I just want to. I'm doing a plug here, not a plug really, because it's not having anything to do with me. Um, Charles Short, who runs the um, ice ribbon. Facebook group, um, and who a number of years ago made a book called Be Happy, uh, which was at the time the history of Ice Ribbon from 2006 to 2016. Uh, it's a book that contains all the results, a lot of pictures, um, things like that. Has released a second volume called Wonderland, uh, which covers 2016 to 2021 in Ice Ribbon. Uh, again, contains results, photos, uh, roster information uh i just got the second volume it got delivered on thursday so i've just started diving into it i really enjoyed the first volume which was called be happy um, so recommend it to anyone who sort of enjoys looking over results seeing you know information it's not in any way um, books that are going to have you know like inside dirt or anything like that and i think they mentioned that in the book it's not that sort of book Um, But really fun to sort of look back, see shows, see, you know, little notes about the show, see some exclusive photos. Um, It's available on Amazon. You can buy it. So uh, it has my recommendation.
1: Nice. That sounds really cool.
2: Uh, Diana had a one-day Crystal title tournament. The Crystal title is going to be their new rookie title. I believe the limitations are you have to be under the age of 25 and you have to have wrestled for less than three years. Um, They had that tournament on January 6th. The title is actually um, a crown that the winner wears. And uh, the finals, Naname won over Miran. Uh, I didn't watch that. It is available on the Diana streaming service um or the diana you know you pay for the shows um you know i wish the shows were my own opinion i wish they were slightly more affordable because to watch the whole tournament would cost you about 34 dollars u.s um that's a lot which is a lot um but yeah a new title and it's a little crown
1: i I like that that's cool
2: (laughs) Uh, Marvelous had a show on the 28th. Mayumi Ozaki retained the AAAW title over Tomoko Watanabe. So she continues to hold on to that title. Elsewhere in Joshi, uh, MLW last night had uh, their show, uh, Janai Kai, defeating Hyper Masao to retain the Women's World Featherweight title. I haven't seen that yet. Uh, there were some other slightly more newsworthy things on that show, which I won't talk about on this show. Um, and finally, uh, the Unagi Saika Purdue show happened on January 7th at Corican Hall. Looked like a super fun show. It was a sellout, about 1,230 fans, so really good to see uh, that show sell out. And maybe uh, we'll give some of these promotions uh, little incentive to maybe, you know, push Unagi a little bit more. I think she's definitely got a big fan base and could really help um, a lot of these promotions um, do a lot.
1: Yeah, this, this was a case of betting on yourself and it paid off. I'm really happy for her. And
2: finally, I will just mention that the new uh, BBM card set Ambitious came out. Um, recently I did pick up a, um, set of them, a box of them, all the base cards and every box are the same. So it's a little bit, um, more difficult to justify picking up a lot of boxes because if you pick up more than one, um, the only thing you're picking up more for is the auto the autograph and the sort of numbered cards but a good set i mean the base cards look really nice they have this sort of engraved gold auto um autographs on them uh and some good i got a uh, karushita and himiwari autograph and they actually have also include i believe in every um, box an acrylic card uh, which is sort of cool and they include a stand so you can sort of display it um cool. so a fun set if you're into you know, card collecting or Joshi uh, cards, something to uh, look out for. So before we get into the upcoming shows, next we are going to briefly talk about the first update to the Joshi Fantasy League standings. Uh, For those of you who were not here last episode, Kelly and I drafted five Joshi wrestlers. We are going to track them through the year based on their wins in matches. They will get points and whoever has the most points at the end of 2024 is the winner. I will also say that Liam Jones from the You've Got to Be Kidding Me podcast on the Voices of Wrestling Network uh, also asked to join. So we put him in as well just to have Uh, A little more fun and have a third person here. So the update as of this first week of 2024, Kelly currently in the lead by one single point. Uh, Kelly with 22 points, really being helped out by two wrestlers, Rina Yamashita, who got him 10 points in the week and Miyu Yamashita, who got him eight points in the week.
1: I um, knew re- I picked up Rena purely because she's a, a workhorse. She's always working. So I knew I'd get a bunch of points from her.
2: She got you three singles victories and a multi person victory for the 10 points. And obviously, Miu, uh, a title holder. So a successful title defense, gave you a big six points there. Uh, Venny, not getting you any points yet. She went to, a, I believe, a time limit draw with. Uh, kaiju tomato on the ymz new year's day show what the the fuck Uh, (laughs)
1: benny what are you doing
2: uh utami gave you one point because she had a one she had a six person victory and then takumi aroha actually defeating unagi sayaka on that unagi sayaka produce show giving you three points Uh, as i mentioned kelly one point ahead of me with 21 points my big um point person of the week well mine was a little bit more evenly spread Ibuki hoshi getting eight points uh you up at six miyuki takase at five and then saya kamitani and Miyu watanabe both down at one i will say both saya kamitani and Miyu watanabe now have title opportunities coming up you know Miyu's is not yeah. till march um but saya Uh, is going to be the next challenger to mica and um, as we know title wins in the year get you 10 points so i could uh be flying away here fairly soon
1: i'm gonna be really uh, mad when watanabe beats yamashita (laughs) if all the chips
2: uh fall as i hope they could that could be a lot of points and sadly uh Liam down at only nine points right now.
1: Yeah. Eat shit, Liam.
2: Uh, Liam, Liam's five wrestlers, Siri, who did not wrestle, who has not wrestled yet. So has no points. Uh, Suzu Suzuki. Unfortunately, uh, I think Liam, made, Liam did make the choice before the title match. So maybe was betting on a, a Suzu win there. Suzu with only one point. Chihiro Hashimoto who got a tag team victory. Uh, Unagi Sayaka, who uh, I believe, yes, has six points because she won the, the Just Tap Out title Oh, um, a couple days ago. So six points there. And Aoi, uh, who actually lost the title, so also got Liam no points. Uh, so Liam down at nine there. So that is your first... Uh, Joshi Fantasy League update. Um,
0: ba-da-da, exciting, ba-da-da. Exciting,
2: <laughs> exciting stuff. Because at first I was like, "Oh God, someone's gonna like run away with this in like week one or something." But twenty-two to twenty-one is pretty good. Pretty good. Um, and actually, I had updated them yesterday, and you were like five points ahead or something. So I was <laughs> like, "Okay, Kelly's already really jumping in the lead, and now we're one." You know, Yep. Things can happen very quickly. um who knows if people want i may post that i have a um, document that i'm keeping track a a google sheet if people want to see it if people want me to post it um on twitter let me know i'm happy to so people can um keep track of that but we'll update you on every episode of jumping bomb audio
1: yep
2: so what is upcoming in joshi actually a fairly quiet um two weeks coming up for stardom uh, they have a number of house shows the sort of current house show loop that they're doing they have two days of the stardom award shows um, i believe next weekend may sierra and suzu suzuki will be challenging aphrodite for the tag titles um, so that will be coming up uh, seedling obviously with the uh, departure of Rico kaiju the tag titles are now vacated so they are going to be running a tournament to determine new tag champions uh eight teams split up into two blocks the a block will happen on january 11th uh, the b block matches you know it's single elimination but the b block matches will happen uh, in february and then the finals will be in march Uh, The A Block for the January 11th show, Seri and Arisa Nakajima, Veni and Maya Yukihi, Hiroyo Matsumoto and Misa Kagura, and Natsu Samire and Miyuki Takase will be the four teams. Very intrigued by Veni and Maya Yukihi.
1: Yeah, that's a cool team. Oz will have
2: a show on the 21st, nothing major there, but Tokyo Joshi will be kicking off their Max Heart Tag Tournament uh, on the 20th and 21st of January. Uh, As I mentioned before, 1 to 1 million will not be in it. I believe Yuki Arai, they have already said Yuki Arai will be in the tournament with who? I don't know, Um, but that will be happening uh wave has a show coming up uh on january 8th which is tomorrow as we record this the main event is a secret wave match x versus x so we will be interesting to see who that is and i will throw it over to kelly for some gato move
1: information. Uh, so we've got uh in shinkiba on the 10th gato move to the future uh, this card got shaken up a little bit due to injuries, so the main event is kind of wild. Uh, the Super Asia title match, Emi Sakura defends her title against Balian Aki and Masato Tanaka in a three-way. Uh, that sounds awesome. I'm looking forward to that match. Uh, also on the show is Obihiro Sayaka and Hiragi Kurumi teaming to face uh, Riho and Hagane Shino. And then the show might also have a Mei Saruga versus Miyu Amasaki match, but that all comes down to if May isn't sick. Uh, so that one, that one's up in the air. Uh, originally, it was going to be, I believe, Aki versus Tanaka in a singles match, and Emi Sakura was defending the title against Mia Yatsuba, but Mia recently hurt her leg on a Chaco Pro Show, so she had to pull out because she's going to have to take time off to rest.
2: Well, let's hope May Suruga is feeling better because yeah. uh, I'd like to see that match.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> also happening, coming up will be Siri chapter three. The matches are Jaguar Yokota and Aja Kong will take on Chi Chi and Kazuna Tanaka. Kiaro Ido and Arisa Nakajima will face Kurumi Hiragi and Unagi Sayaka. Takumi Aroha will face off against Miyuki Takase. Mio Momono and Riko Kawahata will face the Inaba sisters in a tag match. And the main event the main event is a Seri revenge match. Seri facing off once again a rematch of the Seri-ism chapter one. Uh, Seri versus Chihiro Hashimoto. So another fun-looking Seriism. ism card to look forward to and that is everything that is coming up in joshi so i will for the first time in 2024 throw it over to kelly for kelly's show closing thoughts
1: uh taylor did you see the iron claw
2: i did see the iron claw what did you think of it i enjoyed it i always find um you know i find the von Erich story interesting like i obviously know it very well but like mm-hmm. every new piece of content that comes out about it like i watch and i'm like yeah i enjoy this i brought a friend who didn't know anything who knew nothing <laughs> who was like who knew it was about wrestling um and sort of knew it was about a family and that's all she knew and she was like devastated she was like what the hell <laughs> like <laughs> and i'm like yeah they cut out one of the brothers who died like yeah. it's worse than this that just happened um i thought it was really good i thought zach efron was really good you know i saw a lot of people who were like oh that rick flair he was horrible but i'm like you're never that, gonna that, find
1: any- that rick flair was really bad
2: you're never gonna find anyone who it's like yeah we're hiring you go out and do a rick F- like you're not gonna find them <laughs>
1: But I feel like this dude didn't watch a single second of tape. Like he just was like, I think this is what Ric Flair is.
2: But like all of them were that like with that, I'm sort of like, I know that I am very hyper specific about like, you know, like these people don't really like the bruiser Brody was like five, eight.
1: Yeah. He was not big enough.
2: (laughs) I was like, this is a very small bruiser Brody. Um, you know that stuff where i'm like okay this isn't exact but there's much more egregious there are there are other movies i have seen not about wrestling but like different things i'm a fan of like one is like um racing um car racing where like the movie i'm like this doesn't even make sense like what is this <laughs> like this is not the way this thing works like you're just making shit up whereas here i'm like okay there's nothing where I'm sitting here going, oh, this is not how, you know, this is not how wrestling works. Yeah. Um, I thought Zach Efron was really, I mean, I thought all the brothers. He was were really good.
1: good. I uh, thought there was a moment until they showed the bit with um, the brothers talking with Brody and Gino Hernandez going over the match. where I was like, hang on, is wrestling real in this movie?
2: <laughs> well, and it was funny because when they first announced the cast I always thought that to me, Zac Efron looks more like a Carrie.
1: Yes, absolutely.
2: And Jeremy Allen White looks more like a Kevin. Yes. Like when it first came out, I was sort of like, wait a minute, these are backwards. But its I think it was very clear that they wanted Efron to be the main character.
1: <laughs> and you had to have Kevin be the main.
2: Yeah. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense. And also, I will say, they did do... I thought they did a good job with Jeremy Allen White that I was like, okay. I mean, I mm-hmm. think mainly it was the hair. Um, but I was <laughs> like, okay, he does look like a Carrie. Um, What's-his-face who played Fritz? I was like, that's a good Fritz. Yeah. Um, and, the, and the David was good.
1: David um, was really good, I thought.
2: But I really liked it. I think it's just a... Uh, You know, it's funny because I have a movie reviewer I follow who released his review. He's like a very stringent, like he's very tough on every movie. He almost Mm -hmm. never likes any movie. But he was like, I thought this was comically like morose until I looked it up and realized it's worse than what they put on film.
0: (laughs) Yeah,
1: that's that's the wild thing. Like my final kind of judgment on the movie is that it's very good. I liked it a lot. And I think it's as good as it can be in its current form. Like, you can't... There's so much that they could have delved into that you just didn't have the time for. I think the story really would have been better served by, like, a mini series or something. Because there was... I mean, they had to cut out a whole brother. And, like, I felt like you never got a really good idea of just how big a deal the Von Erics were. Like, you knew they were important in wrestling but i i feel like you never got the kind of idea that they were the cultural institution in texas that they really were
2: yeah and i think there was a little level of like okay david dies and then it's like okay and five minutes later mike gets injured and you're like okay it wasn't that rapid and the fact that it happens like in an hour span that it's like then he commits suicide oh and here you know Mm -hmm. My, you know, they had the scene where Carrie gives Fritz the gun for Father's Day. And my friend who I went with was like, oh, no, (laughs) Like, (laughs) because at that point, so many bad things were happening that then you're primed to be like, oh, something bad's about to happen again. Yep. Um, And it does. It just feels so fast, even though it took place over the span of, you know, seven years or eight years or whatever it was yeah Um, but yeah i think it's sort of like the i'm not sure you could really do a better i thought it was very respectful of the whole thing Mm -hmm. which is sometimes a thing like you watch something you really like and you're like oh the people who made this like didn't give a shit about this um you know the same way the wrestler even though it's like really sad and it sort of makes wrestling look terrible like it felt respectful to the idea of it that it's like, this guy really wants to do it. It wasn't like, Oh, look at these fucking assholes over here. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
2: um, like, so I really enjoy, I enjoyed it.
1: I, so I saw it twice. The first time I saw it with some friends, the second time I took my mom to see it and she really enjoyed it. Cause you know, she lived through all that stuff. She thought it was really well done, but in the row in front of us, there was two kids and either their mom or their grandma. Who they clearly just conned into going to see the wrestling movie. And none of them seemed to know what this actually was. And I don't think anyone had a good time. <laughs> there, There's the bit when, uh, you know, Mike takes the whole, like, bottle of pills. And I just hear one kid go to the mom and go, Is he supposed to be doing that? <laughs> and then there was another bit where, like, one of the kids clearly was just like, he was only here for the wrestling stuff. And there was during one of the matches, you know, they just show like the quick 30 seconds or whatever they aired. And then they cut away to something else. And as soon as they cut away, you just hear the kid go. Uh! <laughs> like he was so just done with all these dudes standing around talking. He wanted to see some wrestling. And I'm like, man, mom or grandma, you really should have looked at what you were taking your kids to see. <laughs>
2: Yeah, you came to the wrong thing because there's actually very little.
1: There's the little wrestling. Like
2: two and a half hours, and there's like what, maybe ten minutes of wrestling.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's not much. Like the longest sequence is probably the uh, Kevin and Harley race match.
2: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: yeah, there thumbs you go. up.
2: A rare uh, a rare Taylor and Kelly can talk about a movie they've both already seen.
1: Yeah. Moment.
2: 2024. It's a new era. New year, Uh, new pod. When Kelly comes back in two weeks talking about an anime, we'll be right back where we were. But for the moment. Yep. Yep. Joined in unity. (laughs) uh, As hopefully the whole world will be in 2024.
1: Yeah, everyone go see the Iron Claw and also all the Joshi we watch and talk to us about it.
2: Well, that is all for us, but we will be back again in two weeks' time to talk to you more about the fine world of Joshi Pro Wrestling. So for Kelly, my name is Taylor saying farewell for now.
1: Goodbye, everybody. Do you like wrestling trivia? Then check out the five-star match game, the Pro Wrestling Quiz Show. I'm Joe Gagney, and every episode, I grill three contestants with five rounds of power-packed wrestling trivia. We have over
0: 30 evergreen episodes in the archives covering WWE, AEW, Japan, Mexico, and much, 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 much more. Play along at home and check it out today.